Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms of preteens, teens, and young adults. My mission is to first and foremost support and encourage you, mom, so that you can live well and reclaim your life. Two, the show will help you have the best possible relationships with your teens so that you can communicate, motivate, and guide them effectively and actually enjoy them. And third, I will bring you top-notch guests who will share the newest in adolescent research and trends so you can be prepared and aware of what your teens are facing today. Always you will leave each episode armed with practical parenting tips. Welcome back, everyone, to the 216th episode of Power Your Parenting, Moms and Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Last week, on May 3rd, my best-selling book, Dial Up the Dream, Make Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood, The Best for Both of You, turned one years old. I want to thank you so much for making this such an amazing year for mothers and older daughters. I thought the best way I could honor this past year is to share what other moms said about Dial Up the Dream. Dial Up the Dream is hands down the best parenting book I have read. The author has over 25 years of experience working with teenage girls and fully understands the relationships between mothers and their daughters and how these relationships change as girls grow up. Dial Up the Dream has helped me gain new perspective in this next phase of parenting. It can be hard for us as parents to let our kids go because we are worried about their future and the fear of making mistakes. Colleen helps us to gain clarity and understanding the why behind some of their decision making. I found the chapter on the maturity gap so helpful and encouraging. I found this book particularly helpful during my daughter's senior year in high school. What I've learned, you must shift out of monitoring mom to consultant mom Rekindle your passions or you will have very empty voids in your day. Your daughter still needs you. It just looks different. There are roller coasters of big emotions, but you don't have to ride the ride. 
Just be there waiting when they get off. All the effort and work you put in does pay off. They push away and it hurts like nothing else, but they do circle back. Letting go of our children in order to let them fly is very challenging for most moms, but this book explains what is going on in their heads and explains the how and why in order to maintain and or establish a healthy relationship. The chapter on letting go is one of my favorites as it normalizes the confusingly simultaneous feelings of grief and relief. Even as a mom of young kids, I already know well. The chapter on setbacks is also so important as it sends an important and timely message about the unrealistic pursuit of perfection, both for kids and parents, and how important it is for parents to put aside their own baggage and just be there for their kids, especially when they're in crisis. Dial at the Dream includes new insights, stories, laughter, and a tangible roadmap for what's coming next in our relationships with our daughters. Reading it felt like a relief to me, assurance that we are not alone in this parenting adventure. I've already poured through it for hours tonight, and every page has something for me to learn. With a mom of two senior and high school girls, I've been desperate for a book that answers the exact questions of this book. How do I move forward in a relationship that is best for them? How do I create a post-mom life that is great for me? How do I put my agenda aside and support their true self? This knowledgeable author gives solid guidance Highly recommend the science-based engaging book. The exercises at the end of each chapter are worth your time and help you feel grounded as you learn more about yourself and your son or daughter during this tricky time of transition. I especially like the five key facets for laying a foundation in chapter four. Be her home base, be her anchor, be the voice of empathy, be her mirror, be her encourager in chief. Excellent advice for parenting girls and boys of any age. I love this book and have not seen another one that addresses this life-changing stage of a mom-child going into adult relationship so clearly and effectively. Not only does the author's experience speak for itself, working with families for decades and being an expert in this area, but her own motherhood journey and all its trial-by-fire learning helps us all. I recommend this to my clients all the time. It is amazing that in just one mindset shift or tweak in our behavior as moms, we can move mountains in terms of our connections with those we love most, our kiddos. I would highly recommend this book for those moving into a new level of letting go and desiring to keep their bond strong with their almost adult child. It is invaluable and has helped me on every level with my own daughter. So give yourself a wonderful Mother's Day gift and get your own copy of Dial Up the Dream, or I can't think of any better gift to give yourself when your daughter graduates or before your college girl comes home or doesn't come home this summer. And why is it that only the senior graduates get gifts and moms don't? Well, I think moms, you deserve a trip to Cabo, Greece, or Bora Bora. Even if your dream vacation doesn't happen, you deserve your own copy of Dial Up the Dream. I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day, but truthfully, you should be celebrated all month. I hope you get your dream Mother's Day, where your kids are thoughtful, caring, and in the best of moods. I hope your husband remembers and puts in that extra effort to make you feel special. However, if that is not your experience, I want you to know that it's normal to feel let down on Mother's Day. 
A typical experience is that your teens don't want to go to brunch or church with you and are pouting or on their phones. Or your husband remembers it's Mother's Day at the last second, runs to the grocery store and picks up some wilted tulips. I know what you really want for Mother's Day, and that is to feel appreciated. You want to be seen for all that you do. You want to be honored. You want to be respected. You want a grand gesture. Oh, I hope you get it. But most of you won't. So you can get bitter, hurt, resentful for not having your day, or you can give yourself your own Mother's Day. You can redeem it. You can tell your husband or partner that you want to go out of town for the weekend, where you want to go, doing what you want to do. You can grab a bunch of your friends and have that girl weekend of your dreams. So for a while, the only thing I heard on every reel on Instagram was Miley Cyrus's song, You Can Buy Yourself Flowers, Write Your Name in the Sand. Oh, well, well, there's a little truth to that. You can appreciate yourself and other moms this Mother's Day, even if your family doesn't. And when you own and create your own grand gesture for your Mother's Day, weekend, week, or month, your resentment and sadness go away. And you walk around the house smiling because when mama's happy, everyone benefits. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to set yourself up for summer. Last week when I was talking to a mom about summer, she said, I just can't even go there right now. I'm so busy. Well, of course, I totally understand you are pulled into all the end of the school year demands. You're busy with all the end of the year choir concerts, musicals, tournaments, dance recitals, and on it goes. I know many of you junior moms are keenly aware of your teen's grade point average and want to make sure your teen is doing all they can to keep that grade point average up. And probably that last thing that's really on your mind and on your radar is finals and how you can get your son or daughter to finish strong. See, moms can get pulled into the weeds and into the details. And details are super important when you're hurting teens, which is the equivalent of hurting cats. But this is also very draining. We can also fall into the trap of living and parenting reactively. And if so, we wake up every morning like Groundhog Day and hope things are going to be different. But when they are not, we react. Hoping that all things will go well is not a great strategy for life or parenting. If all you are doing is whacking your way through the end of the year weeds, you can lose perspective and not be ready for what's right around the corner. Yes, It really is May, and summer is right around the corner. So take a break from the weeds, put that weed eater or machete down, and take a little break. Put your feet up, look out at the trees or your flowers, and start to ask yourself some very important questions that will set yourself up for what you actually want this summer. Now, if I asked you what you really want this summer, you may look at me like a deer in the headlights and feel like you can't even go there. So I'm going to help you by asking you some questions. All right, the first question, what do you need to recover? And you may say, what are you talking about? The questions running through your head is, what is my teen going to do this summer? Can I sign her up for an internship? Can I get her to be a counselor at camp? Can he get a part-time job? Are we going to take a family vacation? And this is typically how a mom thinks, but this is not the question that I'm asking you. What do 
you need to recover from a very full spring semester, especially a very taxing May. What do I mean by the word recover? It means to return to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. And that's a pretty good definition. You have poured out the best of you, your heart, soul, mind, strength, energy, and you, you need to have a strategy to pour back into you. You may be thinking, I'm fine. Well, I guess you could be, but most moms are really tired at the end of the spring semester, and it shows up in these ways. You just don't have the patience you used to have. Everything gets on your nerves. Everything feels like a big deal. You start not liking anyone in your family, including yourself. You don't feel like yourself. You get a good night's sleep, and you still feel like you're dragging. Going out with a friend, it's like that would just take too much energy. It would be easier to buy a bottle of wine and just watch Apple TV. These are all clues that you are all mothered out. And there's no shame in this. It's the natural result of giving your all to your kids and family. So you need to be intentional about getting yourself and your needs on the summer agenda. Write down five things you could do to recover this summer. It doesn't have to be big things. I know for a lot of moms, it's sleeping in an hour later. It could be slowing your pace down, let's say 10%, so you're just not rushing. It may be giving yourself time to read for 30 minutes a day or go swimming or take a yoga class or give yourself some quiet times in the morning when your teens are sleeping in. If you don't intentionally choose to get yourself and your health on the list this summer, it won't happen. What will naturally happen is to spend your energy trying to keep everyone else in your family happy this summer without you ever asking yourself, what would make me happy? Here's your second question. What are your top priorities or values you want this summer? Like taking care of you, having fun, spending quality time with your teens, having your teens still be productive while they're resting, a project... So I would like you to make a list of your priorities for the summer and pick your top three. Once you know your priorities and values for the summer, it's important to be able to talk to your spouse and kids about them. Your teens or college students have their own expectations. And I don't have to tell you that they are going to be very different from yours. On one hand, you know that, but then you forget about it until the two galaxies collide. You assumed that your daughter would go to your parents' house in Kansas, and yet she is wanting to go with her bestie to Florida on their family vacation. Or you want your teen to get an internship that would help their college application, and they just want to sleep all day and hang out with their girlfriend. So you can have a conversation about this before your worlds collide. You can ask your teen, so what are you looking forward to this summer? And how do you see it going? And then you can tell him what your expectations are and agree with whatever you can. Like, yes, I do want you to be able to relax and then add. But I also think it's important for you to get a part-time job. And, you know, they're not going to be happy about that. But it will go way better if you have this conversation before the summer starts. All right, here's your third question. What season am I in? And so what do I mean by that? We all have different seasons in life. And yes, I know summer is a season, and it's generally known for being more relaxed and carefree. 
But what I'm talking about is more specific to you and your family. The important thing is that you are clear about the season because this shapes your expectations. Maybe your family is recovering from a heartbreaking loss. Then you know that this is a season to not push yourself for any big trips or changes. And you just may need things to be a little bit more simpler this summer. And of course, we have different parenting seasons. Like during late elementary and early tween years, you tend to book your kids with as many day camps as possible. When they get older, they may be spending a month at camp. In high school, they may not want to go to camp at all. So you want them to take classes, volunteer, or find an internship to help them get into college. If you have a senior who is about to graduate, that is definitely a season. And then you have college kids who come back home for the summer, another season. As these parenting seasons change, it brings on lots of questions and issues to sort through. I remember when my daughter was 15 and she couldn't work yet, and she really didn't want to go to camp. And I worked full time. So that was the season where I scrambled to get her doing something that she loved so she wasn't bored and alone in the house. A word of warning, if your teens really have nothing to do this summer, they will be on their screens all the time. And they feel like they're doing something, but of course they're not. What typically happens if you're not paying attention is that they get their days and nights mixed up. They keep staying up later and later and later and later till they're up all night and then sleep throughout the day. So you want to make sure you have a plan for your teens to be involved in the real world this summer and not just in their screen world. As you know, nothing good will come out of this. A fourth question that I think is really important is to ask, how can I improve my relationship with my teen this summer? The summer with its slower pace and reduced pressure provides an opportunity for you to create positive experiences with your kids. During the school year, it can feel like it's always high stakes, which throws you into the role of the 24-7 monitor. You want them to be successful and do well in school, and you stay on them, try to get them from point A to point B. So when I say 24-7 monitor, I mean that Most of the time, you are speaking to them. You sound really controlling because you're trying to manage these unruly teens. Much of that is needed, but let's be honest, this is not a relationship. It's a monologue. If your husband tries to manage you, like your husband said, we have to leave now. Do you feel a really warm, fuzzy feeling towards your husband? No, it's irritating, even if he's right. And that's what we've been doing to our teens all school year. Brittany, that's too much mascara, too much eyeliner. You can't wear that skirt. Order your son. You need to change your underwear, comb your hair, get off the phone, stop playing video games. So summer provides an opportunity for your relationships to recover. You can still monitor your teen in the summer, but make a conscious choice to put that monitor in that bottom drawer for large chunks of the day so you can enjoy your teens. In the summer, it's usually a lot lower stakes. If your daughter is late to camp, oh well. If your son is late for work and he gets fired, low stakes. He'll learn a lesson. 
And how do your relationships recover? It's making breakfast together, going to get coffee, making lunch. It could be the old-fashioned hanging out where you aren't really doing anything. And yes, back in the day when you were doing that yourself, there were no iPhones. And so this goes back to the strategy of getting your teens into the real world. Do something adventurous. Go to the ocean, go skiing, surfing, hiking, take day trips, listen to music together. Here's the thing. When you're exhausted, I know it's hard to be creative, but as you recover, the ideas will start to flow. And your teens may have ideas that would be fun for both of you. Your teens love novelty. So anything that's a little out of the ordinary can be really fun for them. One of my clients drove her middle school daughter around town looking at graffiti art. Her daughter brought a friend and they just both loved it. So get your teens out of the rut. Go downtown or drive to another town. If it's different, then it could be really fun for them. But also get their ideas. And if it doesn't have to do with their screens and it's not too out there, say yes. What is key here is that you do something with them that you're going to actually like to do. If you're frowning, it's not going to bring you closer together. Your teen needs to know that you can be fun and that you can smile and you can enjoy doing things together that doesn't have anything to do with chores. Of course, there's a time for chores, but make time for some summer fun. All right, the last question, question number five, is what does my kid need this summer? And again, this depends on the season they're in. I believe teens and tweens need structure in the summer. Of course, summer school, camps, internships, and summer jobs provide that. And again, this is something you and your husband need to get clear about. It's okay to sleep in, but there needs to be expectations set for when they are going to get up and when they are going to go to sleep. Other things that can be in that structure, especially if there's no external structure, could be chores, reading, exercise, practicing music or art, a project, downtime, play, and screens. Your teen may think that she's outgrown camps, so she will just stay home and hang out with her friends. Her expectations, once again, are very different from yours. Once you are clear about the structure, and once you're clear about the structure, I encourage you to have a conversation with your teen about a daily routine before the summer starts. It's important to be as flexible as you can, but then be firm when you can't. For example, you can be flexible about what time chores are done as long as they are done by 5 p.m. So I have had a lot of moms ask me, what sort of expectations should they have for their seniors in high school? Well, I think you can expect that the senioritis that you saw in the spring semester will continue into the summer. If you don't know what senioritis is, I was surprised that there's actually a definition that says, a supposed affliction of students in their final year of high school or college characterized by a decline in motivation or performance. I think what's hard for moms is that you are keenly aware that she's leaving home and you want to spend every second with her. 
your teen is keenly aware that they're leaving home and because they won't see their friends after they graduate, they want to spend every second with them. And I know moms, that's painful. I think what will help is knowing this is universal and it's not personal. Also moms, it can feel like a death when your teens leave home, but truly you will continue a relationship with them for decades and decades. You will keep in touch, and when they get into college, they'll miss you. And then when you go visit them, they'll really want to see you. So if your daughter ghosts you and is edgy and snappy and sometimes rude, she's trying to push away from you so that she can leave home. If you climbed inside of her heart and mind, you would see that she is very dependent on you and scared to leave home. And yet, she wants to be independent and wants to be okay about being on her own. This internal struggle erupts on the outside as being completely rude to you, but you're just seeing the tip of the volcano. Underneath it is the hot lava of her inner struggle that is necessary for her to leave the nest. And I know I'm mixing up my metaphors. Moms of seniors flip-flop from wanting to cling because they don't want to let go of the relationship. But then there is the obsessing that comes from not thinking that your son or daughter is going to be safe or healthy on their own. Let's say that your daughter struggled with an eating disorder, but has gone to therapy and has worked on it, and you're finally at peace. But then, now that it's May, you see her skipping meals, and you go into panic mode, and you think, she can't leave because she's not okay. And you're flooded with all the what-ifs. You want her to be completely healed from an eating disorder before she goes to school. So what do you do as a mom? Okay, so here's the thing. Our kids are leaving home a work in progress because of that undeveloped brain and because they have issues. And the truth is, is that we have managed them up to this point and we're not sure if they can manage themselves when they're on their own. But the next developmental step for our teens is to learn how to self-manage. There's so many things like time, peer pressure, sleep, food, like that freshman 15. So the most important thing is to keep good communication between you and your teen. As a therapist, I've seen many issues rise up again when the teen is in college. If that happens, you want your teen to be able to talk to you about it so you can connect her to a therapist at her university. If your teen has some mental health issues that are current and will be going to college, you want to make sure that she's connected to all the mental health services on campus. With the right people in place and the right support system, your teen can continue to grow and heal while she's in college. And another season is when your college student comes home for the summer. And after a year, they're used to doing what they want and staying out as late as they want. It's easy for both you and your college student to fall back into the same old patterns from high school. If your college student comes home for the summer, cherish this time. You don't know if they'll be home the next summer. So you don't want to waste away the time by spending the whole summer arguing about curfew or phones or any of that. In other words, you don't want to fall back into being the monitor even though they are in your home. 
This is where my book, Doll of the Dream, can be really helpful. I would continue building your relationship on what I call the five facets of a new foundation. You also want to have a conversation with your son or daughter, acknowledging that they've been on their own for a year and that being home is going to be challenging for both of you. And when you talk to them, then I would frame it around being a good roommate and what that would look like. So a good roommate would be respectful of each other's spaces and would keep them orderly and be respectful about time by letting you know when they're coming home or if they're coming home. So in closing, I want to encourage you to imagine the best possible summer for both you and your family. And happy Mother's Day again. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning, best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.